From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 304. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Apron and Simple Contacts. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hi, Mike Hurley. Long time no chat. How are you doing? Sad. It feels a little bit sad, really. It's, we spend so I much just saw time. saw you yesterday, yeah. right? Was it yesterday? Well, it was my no. yesterday. It felt like <laughs> yesterday for me, right? So let's let's set the stage real mm-hmm. quick just on the, the departure. So after the Atlanta Pen Show, I brought Mike to the airport, let's say 4 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. for Mike's late flight. It was like a 10 o'clock flight, right? So yeah. by the time... I drove home. I got home about five o'clock, had dinner with the family, went to bed really early because I was tired, like 8.30, I think I was in bed. Woke up in the morning, all rested and ready to go at 6 a.m. I don't know that you had actually landed at home by that point, and I already had like a full night's of sleep. It was close to, (laughs) close to So that'd be like noon, be like noon-ish, your time. You still hadn't landed yet, and I've already had like a full night's sleep, so I felt a little bad for you there. Yeah, I mean, that's how it happens. I will say I slept basically the entire way on the plane, um, mm-hmm. but that's not real sleep. You, you no, know, like, no. you, you you can do it, but it's it's not real. And then, I'm, obviously, I'm dealing with jet lag, so that, mm-hmm. that's that. But I'm fine. It, but I, it's just one of those things where I now kind of just feel all over the place. Like, I don't really know what day it is. I don't really know yeah. kind of where I am. Uh, so that I've got that whole thing going on, but... It's all worth it for the Atlanta Pen Show. Uh, if you're listening to this episode and you have not yet heard uh, our episode 303, the live episode from the Atlanta Pen Show, uh, you wanna you wanna change that. Um, I understand that, like, because we release these episodes super close together, like some people might miss it. Right? That's I, I mm-hmm. kind of feel like that that's a possibility. So if you haven't yet heard it, uh, you can just go back and listen to it in the in your podcast app of choice or something like that. Uh, so you can so you can catch up because it was an incredible show. I think one of my one of my favorites for for like a bunch of different reasons. It was uh, it was an emotional show. It was a fun show, uh, and we had I think our largest audience we've ever had for a live show. Um, mm-hmm. The room was bursting. Uh, this time, which was great, and it was incredibly hot in there, I think, because of that. But uh, it was great fun, and I'm really pleased everybody came out. Uh, we had a great time, and we realized during the show that next year uh, is our fifth year at the Atlanta Pen Show, and mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of ruminating on that a little bit, right? Like, we want to do something big and special, even more so, because uh, it's going to be our fifth year, which I can't believe we're we're approaching mm-hmm. so soon. So, um, once again, uh, thank you for everybody that helped us with that. Of course, this is not it. Uh, we still have a bunch of exciting things to come later in the year. Uh, but thank you for helping us get to Atlanta. It was the the biggest and best yet for for me, for yep. us, for Knock, for Pen Addict. It was awesome. Um, the the show was packed. the The Pen Show the Pen Addict Podcast Live was packed. Um, the bar was packed most nights, um, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm out of superlatives. It's like I don't want to like oversell it, but it was it was perfect. It was just went really really well from all the aspects that I hoped it went well, and uh, yeah, it was just so much awesomeness, you know, the entire weekend. And I appreciate everyone appreciate everyone that came out. And said hey to us and supported us and took pictures with us. And um, it was just, it's really fun. It's not, it's definitely the highlight of my year. It it comes and goes too fast. You know, I feel like it ran up on me like super quick. And then we like busted through it and now it's over. And I'm a, a little bit sad, but I'm a little bit okay with that because I was super tired. <laughs> so I, I have caught up on my sleep, un- unlike you. But uh, it was amazing. I... You know, I I don't know what to say. I hope everyone gets the opportunity to come to a show as fun as Atlanta once in our life, whether it's this show or not. You know, there's lots of other great pen shows, but uh, Atlanta's special for us for a lot of reasons and uh, for me personally. So it uh, it lived up to everything I hoped it would live up to. So it was great. But uh, on the show this year, one of the big things Mm -hmm. was that neither of us had bought anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But we changed that, I think, on Sunday. I know I did. We kind of went out and bought some stuff. Yep. So I did. I did as well. So Sunday 
is always quiet at the Atlanta Pin Show, although yep. it seemed a little bit busier this year than usual, um, I thought. So that was good. Like, no complaints there. But, you know, Sunday's the day that we all get to walk around. Like, you, me, and Tiff all got to, like, walk around together at the show for a little bit, you know, which yep. is cool. And uh, we both picked up a couple of things. So I thought we'd run through those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I I got a uh, Pro Gear, Sailor Pro Gear Rialo. Um, this is a pen that I've heard the name of a bunch, but for whatever reason, it hadn't locked into my head what this pen actually was. Um, right. And it's basically a Pro Gear that's slightly longer, um, and it because it is a uh, it is a piston filler, right? Mm-hmm. And it has a little ink window in the side. Um, and I saw it, and I thought, oh, that could be cool. So I got the black one, um, and I thought it would be cool because you'd see the ink, like, and I could put, like, some crazy inks in it and stuff. So, like, right now, I have Ackerman 28 in there, so, like, there's just this green yeah. in the little ink window. Um, it's a fine nib, which, again, is not typically the nib that I would go for, but due to the fact that I have so many uh, sailors now, I'm trying to, like, mix it up nib-wise, like, not just get six medium nibs right so like i got a zoom <laughs> right. on my tangerine on my 1911 tangerine and now i have a fine nib on this um and i picked it up from the drum ghouls and do you want to explain a little bit about uh drum ghoul pens because again they, they were completely new to me at this show they were new to a lot of people at this show this is their first atlanta pen show they are a houston-based pen store you know a brick and mortar pen store and they've never really had much of a show presence outside of dallas that's their home show if you will a few hours away so every year they'd go and represent big there but otherwise they weren't making the rounds and you know they haven't been really doing much on social media or online shopping they're just a traditional brick and mortar but they have decided to get out there um the next generation of drum ghouls michael uh drum ghoul um is is going to be you know Getting into the family business, it seems, uh, from his uh, from his parents, his father Larry, his mom Christine, and they're they've made like all the pin shows this year, and mm-hmm. I've gotten to know them very well. I'm actually doing an in store in Houston for so for any of you in the Houston area, I'm going to be down there. Let's see, I think it's May the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, doing um, doing a couple days in the shop there, hanging out with the uh, with the Drum Ghouls. So come by and say hi if you're in Houston. And uh, we're gonna have a big time, but they're uh, they're really you. cool. Like hanging out with them, yeah. That's really. I didn't know it was, it was a few days. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm planned on planning on being in the store Thursday afternoon and all day Saturday. Friday's up in the air right now, which okay. gives me time to explore Houston. Look at you. But yeah, this mm-hmm. is the first time we saw them, and uh, we, they did me a good deal on the Rialo, so I picked it up. I, I'm yep. excited about this pen. I'm using it today. Uh, and getting used to the fine nib, right? It's 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 sure. you know as far as fine nibs go, of course it's awesome, right? Because it's a sailor pen, um, and I, I like it a lot. It's not my usual thing, but I, I do genuinely like it a lot. Uh, I also was given, uh, which was very kind, a blue nebula from Woodshed Pens. You remember we spoke yeah. about Woodshed Pens and Mike Allen a while back because he had a Kickstarter campaign, and at the time I really. I love the look of the blue nebula. Well, he uh, he jumped me basically uh, at one point during <laughs> the pen show, and he was like, "Take a seat," and he sat me down in front of Mark Backus, and Mark was working on a nib, and he's like, "That's your pen." So it was very kind, very very kind of Mike. <laughs> um, and I I like this pen a lot. The design of it is really beautiful. Um, it is an acrylic pen, so it gives me that high every time I take the <laughs> cap off. <laughs> you know, and you get that like that that smile that I haven't had for a while. So I love it. It's a beautiful beautiful pen. I don't. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Is he is he selling these right now? After because yes. there was the Kickstarter campaign. Okay, so you can get what is that from the their, his website? Actually, Instagram. I think he's dealing through Instagram right now. Okay. And pen shows. Okay, so, I'll, so I don't know I'll, that I'll there's that a Instagram. dedicated site, but uh, I think he's taking like DMs through Instagram. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't I didn't look this up ahead of time, but I believe that's what he's doing. Okay, and I'll that, find you that. know I got I got one from the Kickstarter. I'm super happy with it. It's a beautiful color, really um, really well made. You know he uh, lathes all these pens uh, and uh, a lot of the materials he buys, a lot of the materials he's starting to make his own materials. So this is some cool stuff. He's definitely uh, one to watch out for. And, yeah, and super I'm, nice guy and had a really, really awesome selection at the show. Like there was yeah. a lot of really nice pens. 
Yeah. I do a good job at this show of getting you in the right place at the right time for the right setup. So You uh, set me up all the time. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brad does what I do. He's just he just like he gets people to like <laughs> jump me and, and, and like <laughs> surprise me. This is just the thing. Every, I feel like every time I turn a corner somebody might be there ready with Brad snickering in the corner. <laughs> You'll get through the whole show one time without being jumped and you're like, "Dang it, Brad, let me down this show." <laughs> Well, now because now I'm assume I'm expecting surprises. That's 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 right, the yeah. problem that you've created for yourself. Don't don't get your hopes up. But I love this pen. I think this material is really really awesome. It fits the name uh, Blue yep. Nebula, right? And it's really well made. Like I have absolutely no complaints on the construction. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun to me because uh, I found out that Mike turned his first pen in uh, Jonathan Brooks' workshop. Yeah, they're both from South Carolina, so yeah. you know they they definitely have that maker thing going on mm-hmm. and help each other out. So that's as far as cool lineage see, right? goes, I mean, it's pretty good, right? right? That's <laughs> you know, really good. That's really good. He's <laughs> it's, it's not not a bad person to have help you out. So yeah, that's really cool. I, I'm excited to see what's happening down in South Carolina now. It's like <laughs> this little pocket of pen makers popping up, right? But yeah, this right. is a really really cool pen, and I'm I'm pleased to own it very much. So. Yep. Um, I also found uh, the Bung Box Ibisu ink, the gold that I was looking right. for. Um, everybody seems surprised when I tell them I bought this ink. Right? It's like why? There's like a lot of people I think are like, why would you? Why would you want that? Right? Because it's gold. Um, but I want it because I want a constant source of this ink for my fifth anniversary Bung Box uh, Pro Gear because that's the the ink that was sent to me when when I bought the pen because that was what it came with I think was a small bottle of that. Um mm-hmm. so I now have a larger bottle of my own so I won't run out. But I think just people are just like why would you why would you want gold ink? Cuz gold ink is not the most practical of inks. Um, sure. Cuz sometimes you can't see it, but yeah, I love it. I actually really love this ink. I think it's super cool and it fits this pen so well. Um and as I've been saying in the past I'm getting more into that now getting more inks to like fit specific pens and trying to pick that out a bit more. It's, and that's because, of, I, you know, as, as again, it's a trend of the last six months or so. I'm like diversifying a little bit what I own, kind of spreading it out a bit more um, because it's more exciting to me that way, especially with my journaling now. I like to have like different pens. I, I was saying this to somebody at the pen show. I'm finding myself getting pens out from my collection that I haven't used in a long time because I'm, forcing myself to use different pens every single day as opposed to just whatever is my favorite right now Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's also making me rethink some of the inks that i'm using and i'm just trying to scale that up slowly you know adding like one or two new inks maybe every six months or something because genuinely like i'm not going to use through them all right like i'm just not going to do that um but if i have something that's special then i want to kind of introduce something specific for it so uh the bung box abuse ink is that like it's only I, I expect it will only ever get used in that bung box sailor like I, I can't imagine me wanting to use this gold ink in anything else but this is perfect for me like i want to make sure i have some of that for a long time to come so that's why i got that and then the last thing was something that we've been talking about forever and finally <laughs> i have it because you've been holding on to it for me it was my uh good made better penwell and yeah. I'm using it today, and this thing is friggin' awesome because something that I do when I'm taking show notes is I have a pen in front of me, and I don't like to unscrew the pen and screw it back on again because you can hear it in the microphone if I'm like unscrewing the cap and, and screwing it back. So I kind of just place my pen down on my pad in front of me, um, and sometimes they roll around because I can't post them. But now I've, I have my Riello, which I'm using today to take the show notes in the pen well, and I've just had the cap in there and I just rest the pen back in there right now. And then when I need to take another note because, I don't know, Brad sneezes or something, I can just get it and write it down and I'm good to go. So I'm, I really, really like this. Um, I can see myself maybe getting another one of these at some point, maybe one of the kind of limited edition ones. So I'm kind of keeping my eye on, on what's going on over there. Uh, but yeah, these are these are really, really cool. Uh, I love them. I, I actually really, really love this. I think Dan did a great job. Dan Keller of Good Made Better with mm-hmm. this. It's, it is a super weird but kind of amazing product, which sometimes are the right. exact, they're, like, they're the best thing, right? Like It's like you see it and you're like, wow, that's, that's very strange. And then you mm-hmm. use it and you're like, oh that's really good you know like and they're like the best kind of thing sometimes and i think that this is part of that for sure 
yeah, and yeah, like you said, thanks to Dan. I think he sent me those like in the fall, <laughs> so I've been holding on to that uh-huh. uh, directly for a while. So uh, sorry it was it took so long, Dan. But uh, you know, uh, I, I delivered a large box of goodies to uh, yes to Mike this this uh, year. Some I had packing problems, uh, mm-hmm. but but I was return. able to get it all in. Um, but my my return flight, my suitcase was kind of bursting a little bit because I only brought a carry on <laughs> case with me. And uh, I had a lot of stuff coming home, but uh, yeah. yeah, I was pleased. So I bought one pen, and it's one I had had my eyes on for a while, even before the Arkansas Pen Show, which is where I got to see them in person. From Papier Plume, they carried the Fagionato line of pens, mm-hmm. and the model I bought was one of the bright acrylics. The model I bought was called the PKS. It's the larger of the two sizes. They look kind of the same, but there's kind of two. Yeah lengths and barrel diameters this is the pks is the larger of the two so it's got this really pretty translucent orange and yellow acrylic i almost don't call it acrylic because it feels so different from a lot of other acrylics it's almost like a celluloid slash acrylic it has a different Uh feel to it i'm still trying to figure out but i like how that feels in my hand it's different i love the clip on this pen i i think it looks really nice right it's very subtle but it's just got a real clean design and the little curvature on there makes it pop and yeah i would be like fidgeting with that clip constantly right like (laughs) running my thumb across the kind of the 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 bend of it it's really nice Mm -hmm. i like it i thought i was gonna get left out again because he had all the gold hardware clips out but he had some uh, the silver ones or rhodium-plated ones in the back. So I said, okay, I'm going to get it this time because I missed out in Arkansas. He ran out of all the silver hardware. So I got that. And what's interesting about the pen that I bought is... So these the pen I bought is $200, and it comes with a steel nib. And he said, oh, I've got... you know We can upgrade it to gold, and I have titanium nibs. And then he said, oh, I have this rhodium-plated titanium nib. And I was like, what? I was like, let me see that. So it looks like what you would think of just a standard steel nib or a standard rhodium nib, like no markings on it at all. But it's actually a titanium nib that's just coated. So I've never seen one of these in person. And it writes like a titanium nib. It's got the flex. So I got an extra fine, but it has a real, you know, bouncy, flexy nib. And it's really awesome to write with. It's super smooth and you can write very fine. And if you push it a little bit, you get a... A wider line so i'll take some pictures of it because you would never know this was a titanium nib by looking at it just in the pen but when you push down on it and you see the like the tine spread you're like oh that is very different but that was that alone was an 85 dollar premium but i know i didn't have anything like that so i made my 200 dollar pen a 285 dollar pen by springing for <laughs> the fancy nib but I'm, I'm pretty happy with it um i'm i'm definitely glad i did that upgrade it was very cool no squeaking no, no squeaking. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part of titanium nibs. Nah, no. Nah, these don't squeak. Good. No. I had three pins that Mark Backus had of mine for like a month or so, getting some work done. And he said, oh, I want to make you this other nib that I want you to take home with you. So he made me a micro architect after seeing my handwriting with the architect nib post that I did recently. So I don't have a picture of it yet. I just inked it up and put it in a Franklin Christoph barrel this morning so i'll get some pictures of it of me writing with it later but i am super in love with it this is my kind of nib kind of sharp edge and very small and fine and you can get some really neat lines but it's teeny tiny and you can actually see some pictures mark posted on instagram of this actual nib that i have that's my nib in his post there that he gave to me this is going to do well for him. I told him that, okay, once I started trying it out and testing it on paper, I said, okay, this is going to cause you a problem <laughs> because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love it. And um, you might have a, a line for these nibs. And I know they're really hard to make because they're very tiny. This is on a fine Yovo nib that he did this architect grind. And he like even like trimmed down like the top of the nib. It's really small, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And the last pin I came away with was something I had to hide from you until after the podcast <laughs> um saturday night because it would kind of uh you know ruin our surprise which i'll we'll we'll hold that in case people haven't heard uh last week the this weekend's episode but i got a special retro 51 tornado from the archives uh from the retro, retro 51 warehouse a tornado in orange but they call it brushed orange but that doesn't 
accurately talk about uh get that's not an accurate description for what this pen is it's going to be impossible to photograph i can already tell but it's this weird how would you even describe it mike i don't what's the word for like what this pen is it's like, like almost I guess like it's translucent. or something right like yeah it, the kind of the 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 color changes a little bit with yeah. the light it's it's interesting it's like a wavy pearlescent with mm-hmm. the light. Like their regular tornadoes are, you know, are bright and kind of sparkly. This one kind of has movement and depth in it. And it was something that they never released. It was just like a one-off prototype. And Anna got a pink one. So Lisa Van S hooked us up uh, with some neat gifts. Um, and yeah, we had to we had to hide those from you until you know saturday because you didn't get one of those and we didn't want you to ask why you weren't getting one of those yeah i would have been a bit <laughs> upset like where's my where's my fancy red tour 51 yeah. <laughs> turns out we well, got you something so yeah that was it it wasn't a big purchasing weekend for me but that was good because i've bought a bunch this week uh this year so far so it was really good i'm glad i got my Fagionato finally in this uh Micro Architect nib is is already inked up and really really fun. Well, there was one more pen that we both bought, but we're not ready to talk about that yet. It's coming up a little bit mm. later on in the show today. But we did both yes. buy a pen uh, that's, that that's we were intending reason. to buy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's <laughs> the other reason we didn't spend as much. Um, I did want to say as well, like one thing that was fun. Uh, people were really excited to try out my Studio Neat Mark One, um, which mm-hmm. I brought to the show. And it was fun to to give it to people and have them click it and they go, oh, right. Like everyone's face was kind of like, ah, yeah, okay, I see what yeah. you were saying now. Um, so it was fun to see to see people uh, excited about that pen in person. They've just so you know, they got like sixteen days to go. Uh, the campaign is just going incredibly well, um, and they are allowing now kind of an update from when we last spoke about it uh, to mix them. You can mix and match the colors. So if you want to get like the black with the copper knock, for example, you can do that now. Um, and that's something that they're going to allow for at the end of the campaign via a survey, I think. So you'll be able mm-hmm. to do that. Um, or you could just do what I did and buy both of them and then you can <laughs> mix it up to your heart's content. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very excited uh, for to get my final production models of these pens because I use it every couple of days at least, right? Like I use this pen a lot now. Um because it's quick and it's easy to grab and you just give it a click and it feels great. So it was nice to see people uh, excited to, to see that pen as well. So they, you mm-hmm. can still get it. It's still back out on Kickstarter. Um, they've got a couple of weeks left on their campaign. All right, should we take a break, Brad? Yeah, a couple more related to pen show things to talk about, but uh, let's take a break real quick. All right, today's show is brought to you by Simple Contacts. It is an awesome thing when... An app that you use on your phone can take away a tiresome task, making something fuss-free. And that is what Simple Contacts does by being the easy way to renew your contact lens prescription. You can order your contacts from absolutely anywhere in just minutes. All you need to do is complete their online self-guided vision test. It takes less than five minutes and you can do it from wherever you are right now. There's no need for doctor's offices or waiting rooms. And Brad, I believe that you have gone through and taken the test through the Simple Contacts app. And I wanted to kind of get your uh, experience on that before I tell people more about Simple Contacts. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't wear contacts, but Mike was like, hey, we have this uh, spot coming up in this app. I want you to check out. Go take the vision test for me. And I was like, really? A vision test on my phone? And it's really cool. It's like the eye exam you get at the doctor's office where, you know, you take off your glasses, you know, you cover one eye, you read what's on the screen. You know, you're holding your phone in your hand. You read what's on the screen, cover one eye, cover the left eye, cover the right eye, you know, um, have both eyes open. Um, wait, you wouldn't do it with both eyes closed. That wouldn't work. But it, and you go through and you read and, and, um, you know, see what you can read and click on the things that you can read. And then I thought, okay, that's cool. Then it's like, okay, now set the phone down on a table or a chair somewhere where it's upright and walk 10 feet, 10 feet away. I'm like, wait, what, (laughs) what is like, what is happening here? And so it's like a real eye chart on the wall. It makes, and it tell, it can tell like with the, whatever depth perception in the phone is how far away you are. Cause the, like 
the little screen will go, okay, further, further. And you like kind of get a circle when you're like the exact That's distance awesome. away that you need to be for the thing. And then uh, you try to read like different lines on the uh, thing. And there's some audio cues, right? You can, you say these things out loud and it knows, you know, what your, what your answer is. So it's reading the, the, uh, the audio cues that you're giving it for your responses. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was, it was a, it was a fun test to take. That is really awesome. And once you've taken a test, mm-hmm. You can confirm your prescription with them and you're able to order your favorite contacts, whatever brands you use, whatever you love, right from their website or app. They have options for astigmatism, multifocal lenses, colored lenses, and many more. You can get exactly what you need right from the palm of your hand. The vision test costs just $20, which for comparison, an appointment without insurance can cost over 200 And simple contacts will help you save money and time. It's worth letting you know, and I have to tell you, this is not a replacement for your periodic fall eye health exam. Simple Contacts just check that your current prescription still helps you see 2020 and they'll help you renew your lenses based on that prescription. They are not writing completely new prescriptions or examining your eye health. You still have to get that checked out. As a listener of this show, you can get $30 off your contact lenses. Just go to simplecontacts.com slash penaddict or you can use penaddict at checkout. That is simplecontacts.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict for $30 off. Our thanks to Simple Contacts for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, listener Jack stopped me at the pen show. Jack's always at the pen show. He's a great guy. And mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. said to me, I have found the old catalogs and archive for the Retro 51 to find the Abondanza for you, mm. which I was very excited about. So, um, it turns out that the Retro 51 Abondanza first appeared in the 2008 catalog. So that was the first time that you can find it. And in that, to, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a page on Retro51's website called Fun Stuff, which has, a, like a, it's like an archive of a bunch of their catalogs and the PDFs are all still there and you can go look at them. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. So you can go there uh, and look at that. It's on their extra, extra page, but it's like just this this catalog of their old catalogs. And... It showed up in 2008 as the pen version that I have. So you've got the kind of the convertible model of the rollable ballpoint, uh, the ballpoint, I should say, and the fountain pen. So you can switch them out. But by 2010, so it's it's mentioned a couple of times in a couple of further uh, catalogs, but by 2010, it was no longer a convertible pen anymore. It was just a ballpoint. They weren't offering the fountain pen uh, nib for it anymore. And then that 2010 catalog is the last time that it appears. So it was on sale for a couple of years, it looks like, and was maybe maybe not a popular product, right? Because they made changes to it right. and it didn't last for very long. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the the history of the of the Abundanza. So it, it does exist now. We we know it exists. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it's funny because I'm like, oh, 2008. That wasn't that long ago. Uh, nope, mm. ten years. It's ten years ago. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah, and I have to say, Brad. I adore this pen with like just a great, great love. I have a great love for this pen. Um, it genuinely has become like one of my most prized pens because it's super weird and it's <laughs> like I've never seen anything like it before and the box is so amazing and that you got it for me as a gift. Like it's become a real special pen for me. So uh, yeah, I also just love the way it story. looks. Like it looks great. And yeah, it has a great story, but it looks really good. I, I love the look of it. Yeah, and uh, quick follow-up, Father Kyle, we missed you at the show uh, this weekend, but he texted me yesterday. He actually has the ballpoint. He saw, she, he saw, sent me a picture of the ballpoint yeah. in the same box that you have, but it's just the ballpoint model. So, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. So, you know, from never hearing it to, you know, now we, we find, find it in the catalogs, mm-hmm. and of course Father Kyle has one, right? Of course he does. Yeah, I I bought a pen from Father Kyle, which I picked up from from you. He sent it to you, which re- it was mm-hmm. a Retro Fifty One, uh, where the body is made of stamps, which is super yeah, like, amazing, like hand laid, not like printed, like hand laid and lacquered stamps. It was really cool. Yeah, and so that that's a really fun one. Um, so I I got one of those too. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a picture going around uh, during the pen show, and in, like an Instagram post of something from Pilot. So it turns out that it is Pilot's 100th anniversary this year, as we 
No, we've been talking about this for mm-hmm. a while. And lower tier shareholders were all sent a gift. So if you're a shareholder in Pilot, whatever lower tier means, I assume just like not a lot of shares you General, hold, right? Probably yeah. general shareholders. Good point. General Good point. Public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they received a box. Um, and in that box is four pens. Now, the box cover says 100th anniversary, and they have a little logo for it, which is cool, which is like an infinity symbol, which is broken in half. And one half bears a fountain pen nib, and the other bears like a rollerball point. Mm-hmm. And inside of the box is a friction, just a regular friction, a regular aqua ball, two in one, and a regular kind of pilot 100 permanent marker and there's also a pilot kakuna which is branded with the 100th anniversary logo on the cap and on the packaging so they uh pilot also made a point of saying that this is not what they're going to be releasing for the anniversary this is just (laughs) for shareholders but like this is not whatever they have or have not got planned so the reason that we're bringing this up is because we have been very keen to see how Pilot will be marking their 100th anniversary. Because the previous big anniversaries, for example, the 90-year anniversary, brought with it (laughs) the Pilot M90, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest pens ever made. So it is very... I have a, a keen eye towards Pilot now, as they are clearly beginning to start whatever it is that they're going to be doing to celebrate their 100th. Yeah, so I've been anxious since pretty much January 1st. I was like, when is this going to start? It's the 100th year. They're going to make a lot of special editions, and we've gotten bupkis so far. So, you know, we I saw this while I was at the pin show. I was just sitting there scrolling through Instagram. I, I This popped up in my feed. I was like, huh, okay. And I showed it to a bunch of people, and their response was, huh, okay. <laughs> So it's like this weird little box of goodies. And I mean, it's cool. These are color like barrel colors you can't get in the Acroball or the the Friction and the little logo Kakuno. And it's a nice freebie. Like this is the this is the freebie kit, right? That yeah. they handed, you know, probably made hundreds or thousands of, I guess. And, um, you know, it's super cool. I totally want one of these. But man, I'm ready for like the big stuff to start happening because, you know, it's coming. I think it, I think it's around the corner. Like, I really do. At this point, I'm getting worried that it's going to be like all super high end stuff now. I was like, I would hope we'd start seeing some like moderate pens, like at least some sneak peeks or previews of things to come. But I'm starting to get worried we're going to have some like crazy expensive stuff only. there's gonna like, be crazy I, I hope it's not stuff. I, I, I oh yeah yeah, yeah. Do, i think they'll do some stuff that's a little bit more general but i reckon that i reckon everything that they're gonna do is gonna start at a hundred dollars like you won't get anything cheaper than that mm-hmm. right and well, my, my I, dream scenario yeah. would be where they just did one of each right a special 100 for every yeah. pen line that they currently have i, I mean it's not out of the question they might sell this sure. this kakuna they like They've made packaging mm-hmm. for it, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you never know. This might be just like a, a sign of something, right? This Kakuno may have just gone to the shareholders first. You know, because this is like it's it's stamped on the cap. They've made special packaging for it. You know, you never know, right? Like that they, right. that's a lot of effort to go to just for a shareholder box. So, you know, my, I I am uh I am keenly optimistic purely because they've created a specific logo for this anniversary. Like, right. they've gone to the hassle of not just writing 100. Like, they've made a little logo. Like, they have they have started the branding for their 100th anniversary. Um, all I want, though, is an M100. Like, that's all I want, <laughs> right? And and I will be so sad if we don't get anything like in the, M, like in the Mayu line or the Murex line, you know, like that mimics yeah. those. Like, sure. I will be, honestly, I will be really surprised. I think I might be on my own here, but I will be really surprised and disappointed if they don't have a pen in that style, you know, like the kind of yeah. pocket and with the, the integrated nib. Like, I would be super surprised if they didn't do something like that. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I don't have my hopes up for that, I but I don't know what else is going on. I feel like I'm the only in. one that does, and I don't know why. I don't know why it's just me that believes that this pen should like will exist, but maybe yeah. I'm just too hopeful. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what, Brad? I, I, I don't I, care because I got two of them anyway, so ha-ha. 
<laughs> yeah, I have mine, so I'm happy. So yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. I love you. Um, <laughs> I, sorry, teaser for a pen that is launching on the 19th, April the 19th, as we record this, which is tomorrow. Speaking of owning two of something. Yes. Uh, this is something that I'm very excited about which is uh, Mike Dudek has partnered with Retro51 to create uh, a limited edition Tornado, um, which is launching mm-hmm. tomorrow. It's available on the Clicky Post. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I have seen <clears throat> this, Pen, mm-hmm. And I have keenly instructed Mike to keep one for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this thing is going to sell out incredibly quickly so keep your eye out for it um i i would recommend maybe following clicky post on instagram um yeah this thing looks really 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 good really good this is better than any retro 51 that i've designed i just flat out it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's better than probably anything i don't know i don't remember the whole last year or two of release cycles this is one of the better than anything i've seen they've yeah, it's better than anything they've released in a long time. It's it's out of bounds. It's yep. really, really good. Um, I'm gonna be like paying keen attention to make sure I get one because I love this pen. It's it's fantastic. So yeah, I yep. can't wait to get this. So tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's the nineteenth. I need to to figure out what time, but uh, I will be be ready to to pull the trigger on uh, on one of these bad boys. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, next thing, Mike, something we got to talk about that broke, I think, like right after two weeks ago podcast, sometime yeah. before Atlanta Pen Show, that our good friends at Kenro Industries, the distributor for Aurora and Montegrappa, especially the Montegrappa, Monte Grappa. Monte Gra- I saw um, one of those, by the way. And yeah, I, that is a pen which is deceiving like it is deceivingly heavy (laughs) which is a good thing because it just looks like it's like an acrylic pen right but it it, it's a heavy pen Mm -hmm. uh i just can't stand the clip and the 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 little detail that goes around the cap aside (laughs) from that it's a really nice looking pen but yeah i I can't deal with that so they um they had a press release and a an announcement where they bought esterbrook so the the iconic American brand that was actually bought, I'm going to guess like four years ago, three, four years ago by a gentleman named Robert Rosenberg, who pretty much like completely destroyed any goodwill <laughs> that, uh-huh. that, that es- the Estabrook name had at the time. Um, so when I talked to Kenro, I actually had a conference call with him about the announcement. I was like excited on hearing what they had to say and finding out what they were doing about it. And uh, how they were going to, like, now they own a pen brand and they can make their own designs and things like that. And I was like, Cause, you know, it's a super positive phone call. Then we hung up from the phone call and I went and read, act, read the actual press release on online. And it said that Robert Rosenberg was now an employee of Kenro. And I was like, wait a minute. So my my I got back on the phone <laughs> pretty quickly um, to to suss this out. And, you know, I think that's unfortunate. And, you know, I, Robert Rosenberg has not been a, a, a good steward of the pen community. Um, he has done some very unscrupulous things. And, um, you know, all it takes is a Google search to, to realize these things. So I cannot deal with a company that uh, employs Robert Rosenberg. So it sucks. Like my friends work for Kenro. Carrie works for Kenro. You know, I'm good friends with Brian and Ryan at Kenro. But now Robert Rosenberg is an employee of Kenro and... You know, it's just not something I can deal with. In my year of positivity, Mike, mm-hmm. I have to cut out the you cut out the negativity, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had to cut out someone who, you know, has always been like really good to the pen addict and good to the blog and, you know, get lots of uh, promos and first looks at things. But, you know, when you associate yourself with with people who, you know, I I just don't want to be associated with, I got to cut that cut that from the from the uh from the queue mike and so in order to keep it positive i'm just you know 
not going to be able to do business with Kenro as long as Robert Rosenberg's an employee of there. And, you know, I'm in a position to do that. You know, I understand not every retailer can do that. You know, I'm not a retailer of their products. I'm just a blogger. Yep. But, um, you know, just it's, a blogger, it's easy Brad. for me. I know, but it's easy for me to make those decisions, like sure. to keep the positivity in my life. I don't need that. And for other people, it's not as easy. I understand that. No, no ill will to anyone else. But uh, yeah, that's just one of those decisions I have to make along the lines. And it was worth mentioning for us since we've talked about him so much and the yep. the revitalization he attempted with the brand back a few years ago. So I thought it was only fair to bring this back up and and go on record with where I stand on on uh, this current news. So that's that. I've put a selection of episodes linked into our show notes, which I hope would maybe try and fill the gaps in for people if you don't understand what's going on here. Um, like the basic timeline was everyone was excited as the book came back. Turns out the products were bad. Turns out the guy behind it was a not nice person. So right. I think I've selected some episodes that should highlight that, and there's probably some running through it as well, which yeah. kind of give some of the background. But that's the reason. It's like, you know, the the, the, the product was panned, and the, the Robert Rosenberg was not happy about that. Um, mm-hmm. And then situations ensued uh, between... Right. I mean, and it wasn't just you, right? It, this was no, a no, no. Gosh, that existed no. across the, the, the pen critique oh. industry uh, for a while. Sure. So... I, I agree with you. It is a shame because I was excited when I heard this in the same way that I was excited the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, finally, someone's going to do something great with the Estabrook brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a shame to see that maybe maybe we'll be more the same. It's, um, it's not really... We can't. We don't know right now. We don't know. But uh, Hey, I, I wish them all the best. I hope they make too. a great pin and me revitalize too. that brand. Yep. Like, I, I have no ill will towards Kenro or... Or anything like that. It's just you know, I have I only have so much mental overhead that I can yep. pack in my brain, and having to deal with them, knowing that Robert Rosenberg's an employee of Kendro, uh, that that just can't even enter my brain these days. Like it's just out. But anyway, that's that. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to harp on about it for much longer because we yep. don't like talking about bad stuff. So that's year that. of positivity, exactly, exactly. And let me tell you about <laughs> something very positive. Very. Positive. Oh yeah, please. This episode is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron delivers fresh, pre-portioned ingredients with step-by-step recipes right to your door. When you cook with Blue Apron, you're not just having burgers for dinner every day. You're making seared steaks and thyme pan sauce with mashed potatoes, green beans, and crispy shallots, all in under 45 minutes. Blue Apron delivers fresh ingredients all straight to your door with 12 new recipes every week, and you can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what fits your schedule. You can count on them for ingredients with no added hormones. You're going to get good stuff. And from April 16th to May 21st, Blue Apron is teaming up with Airbnb to bring you the best home cooking from around the world. Each week, the menu will feature a recipe delivered in collaboration with an Airbnb experiences host. You can cook meals like steak frites with roasted broccoli and lemon aioli from Paris, roast pork and salsa verde with sautéed vegetables from Florence, beef empanadas with roasted sweet potatoes and creamy zucchini from Buenos Aires, or how about Kung Pao chicken with stir-fried snow peas and sweet peppers from from Shanghai. My word, Blue Apron. You're killing me here. <laughs> Doesn't that sound good, Brad? Yeah. So I, I don't think I talked about the specific thing last time that I got from that that was a standout. All of their meals are really good. But we had these sliders that we made, you mm-hmm. know, just, you know, ground beef and different things we mix in and, you know, the way you season the meat and cook all this stuff. Like my kids were like, off the chain on how good these things were and you know the fancy cheese that you put on there it's all <laughs> i feel so fancy just making hamburger sliders but they were so freaking good my kids were like we ate them all then like the next day it's like you got any more of them sliders from blue, blue apron <laughs> um, you're not sure how, you don't know how this works this is not, this is not how we do this <laughs> so yeah they've 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 been on point with the meals recently and uh i'll have some more coming soon in the next few weeks see what other magic i can get into my mouth with incredible ingredients and chef design recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. Blue Apron is treating our listeners to first three meals free and free shipping. Just go to blueapron.com slash penaddict. Don't forget, check out this week's menu and get three meals free with free shipping at blueapron.com slash penaddict. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, so we've been teasing it for long enough. 
Uh, let's talk about the Canalea Hanuma Bay, which is the brand new Canalea pen. It launches today. It's available mm-hmm. right now from Canalea Pens, and I believe that they are taking them to the Chicago Pen Show. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, provided that there's any left, uh, <laughs> that might be a problem. So what happened was the wonderful folk at Canalea, Hugh and Carol, they were like, we've got this pen coming, and we want to make sure that you see it so you can, if you want to, can talk about it on the show if you like it. And we were like, great, send them to Brad and we'll pick them up in Atlanta so we can both take a look at them and then send them back, right? You know, they, these weren't gifts. These were kind of review units or whatever, right? Right, right. So they sent over the pens and uh, we took a look in Atlanta. You unboxed yours and you were like, oh boy, <laughs> wait until uh, yeah, you get here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was instant open on arrival. And so then I arrive, I open it up. It's in my hotel room in Atlanta, and I immediately email Hugh, and I'm like, Hugh, let's just like, you know, let's make this easy on ourselves. How much (laughs) do I need to pay you? Because I'm taking this home with me. Uh, So Mm. I did that, and uh, yeah, this is just a wonderful pen. It was amazing to me that we had these. We were like secret agents, right? We couldn't take them out of our hotel room because it was sent to us under a veil of secrecy. They were in our room the entire weekend in Atlanta because we had to share them, you know, with each other and, and talk about them. And even our any visitors to our room, they were not privy to the nope to the new Canalea hotness. So we did a we did a real good job. And I just want to make I want to I want to reiterate, like I want to be super clear on the disclosure part. Like they sent us these pins as loners, right? Yep. So they sent us four pins, um, all of the Hanoma Bay. Materials, two pins in the classic design, which is the one with the little cap edge, yep. and then two pins with the classic flush edge. All four had gold nibs. Two were rhodium matching, and two were gold matching. With they So they matched the nib with the finials on the end. Okay, so from that point on, um, it's one of those things where I opened the box where I just giggled. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm just like giddy, like with how good this looks. And I'm, I'm running it over to the window to see how the light shines through it because the, the colors are amazing. Why don't you talk about that real quick? So the colors of this pen is, is mostly like there's blue and there's like a, a a yellow, like a sunset yellow. Cause that's, you know, again, Mm -hmm. all the Canalea pens are made based on a photo from Hawaii and you can mm-hmm. see in this one that the oranges are like a sunset. And also, I mean, both mine and yours have this. The oranges are mostly clear in mm-hmm. the body, which is just a wonderful touch that there are these like clear, like transparent yeah. sections that run through the body of the pen. Um, and there's a lot of like blue, which contains a lot of glitter in it, right? And there's a bunch of like white kind of clouds in the. It's like, uh, it's just. I don't know how they keep doing it. I mean, but they keep doing it and they keep topping themselves. Like, I, I almost feel bad for them at this point because, like, <laughs> every time I'm like, well, come on, come on, guys, what you got for me? And they knocked it out of the park. I was actually talking to Jonathan Brooks about this pen. I said, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen the new pen. And he was telling me, like, this this is like a was a really hard for him to match it because he mm-hmm. knew what he wanted to get and he wanted to get it right. And let me tell you, he got it dang right. Like this, yeah. I, I I'm like blown. I'm just blown away by this. I I within a minute of seeing it, I was like, well, I have to buy it, right? Like I can't, I can't let this go. Uh, it, this is just yeah. I love it. The colors are just they're so special. And there's so much swirling in this one. Like it really is yeah. just a wonderful design. All right. So here's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you where this pen ranks in the entirety of their they're offering so far. So when they launched their company, I guess two years ago, they had about eight colors, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew I was going to buy one from the get go. So at that point, my choices were like two stood out to me and this is all, this is me. This is my personal taste. So two stood out to me. So the Kohala sunset, which is the all orange, right? Oh no, the sunset, the black, orange and gray one. Yeah. It's like with the orange lava in the middle. It's like the floor is lava right in the middle. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So 
And the Maui Makai, which is the translucent blue onto the beach scene, right? Yeah, that's the one so, I have too. I have the that's Maui the Makai. One you that have. was my first one. So that was the one that was like flying off the shelf. So I went with the Koala Sunset and I've been ecstatic with it ever since. So I've held off buying a second one, even though they re- release ones like the Haleakala, which is, <laughs> it's amazing in its own that. right. Yeah, that that was released at DC last year, right? Or just before that, around that time. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had, you know, kind of like the hankering to buy another one, but I never have. I kind of didn't want the Maui Makai since it seemed to be super popular. Not that that's ever stopped me before, but I was pen like, oh, I've seen that one a lot. Pen yeah, hipster. Pen Hipster, right? <laughs> Got to go against the grain. Um, so, you know, I'll get blamed for recency bias on this. This is the best pen on the product page. Yeah. Without question. It is. The, like, even it just, just is. the complexity. I, like, you can see it in the design. Like, you can take a look at kind of through their history and, and you can see mm-hmm. that there are some that the, the Maui Makai, I think, was so popular because it really stood out a lot. And they, they have a couple like this, but that was one where it was like, wow, there is just so much going on. Right. And I think that was that, why it drew people to it. Yeah, it's that partial translucency. Like, it's not full. Yep. It's mixed in. It's swirled. It's, you know, it meets an edge of the beach, right? Where yeah. this one is kind of that same take, but more swirled throughout the pen. It's completely out of hand. I love it. Yep. So, like Mike, I said, okay, I, I'm i going to buy this one. So, <laughs> so, they sent us four pens. They're only getting two back. Yeah. So, in the full disclosure thing that we just talked about. Mike and I paid full price for these pens. We paid mm-hmm. three ninety five. They gave us each a gold nib. Yeah. So we did get a bit of a discount if you count that. So yeah. I just want y'all to know where we're coming from as far as, you know, how we got these pens, you know, our purchases and, and yeah, things like we, that. I just thought you want to be crystal clear on these type of things. We have spent a lot of time talking about I mean I bring kind of layer up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I, it is purely because for me, I, I just adore their products and they're such nice people, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it is worth noting, right, that we paid our own money for these, but they gave us the nibs. They were a gift to us, but it was not in exchange right. for anything. No, no, right? no, not at all. Um, but, you know, we were going to talk about this pen regardless, so here we are. But yeah, yep. I I appreciate making it completely clear because you just should. Um, yep. But yeah, these were pens that were sent to us to be review units and we couldn't let them out of our hands. Um, yeah. I tell you something that was new to me. I've never seen a Canalea pen with a clip on it. And they have a clip. Yeah. You can get a clip on this one. And have they always done that? I don't remember ever seeing a clip. There's options on several of them. There's always been okay. clip options. They have like five shapes, I guess. I also something didn't like that. Know they that. have a <laughs> right, like, they have a chart on yeah. one of the page. Yeah. But they don't do all the pins and all the shapes. Uh, so classic okay. and classic and classic flush are pretty much I think everyone gets that and then I don't know how they decide on the rest. So this this pen is available in all of them. Though. Classic, classic flush, the V, the slim, like there's a bunch of different models and it's it's mostly mostly how the cap is shaped, but there are some differences mm-hmm. to it. So you can see it and they've got some they've got on their page they have a, uh, on on the Hanoma Bay, they have a, a option of a clip. Looks really nice actually. I, I think the clip yeah. version looks really nice. So yeah, this, I mean, this yeah. pen is like to me. This is this pen is the daytime version of Starry Night, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Really, it's really stunning. And my favorite part is where the cap meets the barrel. That's where a lot of the sun is. So it like transitions like all the way around the mm-hmm. barrel, and like the swirls match up. I don't know. I I can't put this down. This is um, I I already like this better than my koala sunset i will i will use this more than my koala sunset even though i love that pen equally it's like this is i know it's new and you know fresh but it, i don't see this pen going uninked for a while i think i put like oster or soda pop blue or something so i put some bright blue ink in this just so i can match that bright blue of the of the pen yeah it's really i have good. Uh, i love this pen oster orange zest mm, in this nice. which was given to me at the show uh, as a gift cool. and um i because uh, I think I have a lot of orange in mine, um, like in in the in the body, like it's predominantly there's a lot like really really orange, and that so I thought that worked really well. Um, I have a stub nib, a one point one stub in mine. Uh, oh, okay, I was thinking you had a broad or a medium. no, it's, it's a one point one stub. 
there's just something about Canalea pens where I feel like they have to be extravagant in some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're just they're such extravagant designs. I feel like the nibs have to follow suit, right? There must be some extravagance mm-hmm. to it. And again, we've mentioned this in the past before. Like these, the the blanks of these pens are made by Jonathan Brooks, mm-hmm. and you know, I have what four? I have one, two, three, four, five, six Brooks pens now, mm-hmm. which is wild. Uh, I'm including okay so in that I'm including just the blanks that he's made so like included in that is my Newton pen but it's a primary manipulation right so like in the same way that right like he's make it just makes the blanks for the Canalea pens and then they make they turn them right mm-hmm. I think that the partnership of Hugh and Carol and Jonathan is quite a special one like it seems mm-hmm. like that they push him into making some very exciting things right like that they push him creatively and mm-hmm. as a trio, they are making just some wa- just wonderful looking things right now. I continue to be very excited about Canalea because every time they release something new, it is always very exciting to me. Right? Yep. And so, yeah, well, this, I mean, this is just such a great company and they're such wonderful people and it really helps that they make incredible products. <laughs> right? Like, right, right. <laughs> they make it easy, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's no, not yeah. something, and it's not one every month either, right? No. I mean, yeah, I like they, that they spread it there's out. There's like, just no way it can be done. One release a year, if that, right? Like that, I think that right. is really good because they're not cheap, right? They are not cheap. No. Um, no, no you know, no. They, they had a bold strategy, Right, right. They came into the market selling four hundred dollar pens, which I don't think happens a lot. So, like, they right. really had hard work ahead of themselves to prove mm-hmm. that they were worth the value. And you know, I think time has shown that yeah, they were. And I think that that, that they took a big gamble when they arrived on the scene. But I think it's been paying off. It looks like it's been paying off. Yep. So that was our other Atlanta pen show purchase. <laughs> so that's why we we didn't exactly go crazy at the show because we yeah. just both dropped four hundred dollars. Yeah. A pen a pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with it. Um, Me yeah, too. You'll be seeing a lot of pictures of these uh, yep. coming up soon. I took a terrible lighting one right when I sat down to do the podcast because they'd already announced it. So uh, I have a terrible Instagram picture, but I'll take some. I'll take some better ones as we go forward. You'll be seeing this pen a lot. Yeah. 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 Do you want to do a couple of us TPA before we leave today? Let's just hit a couple of these. And as a note for next week, we're going to record two episodes next week. So I've saved a bunch of Ask TPA from the episode two weeks ago where we asked the question about, you know, what does it take to get started in, in making your own pens? Yep. So I got some really lengthy, good quality emails we're going to save for future episodes next week when we'll have longer to explore and discuss those things. So between now and next week, if you have more questions, please hit us up at just hashtag AskTPA on Twitter. That's the easiest way. Or send them to hello at penaddict.com. We'll get them all uh, in the show doc. We will be needing some questions for next week to fill up those two episodes. But uh, knowing us, we can we can handle it pretty well. So let's hit a couple of these um, like this first one from Hot Cup of Loving, who was there. <laughs> I got my hot cup of hugging at at the Atlanta Pen Show. So she wants to know how long does it take you to recover from a pen show? It, it just depends. It depends on if I catch the crud or not. I've had shows where it's taken me like five days to recover. I've had shows where it's taken me like one. So it just depends on if I catch the crud. If I catch the crud, it usually hurts me for a few days. And that's happened once this year. And it takes me, it just puts me on my butt for about three days. And it's, I, I hate it. So, you know, but uh, like this show took me about a day because I'm same time zone. I drove, I didn't have to fly. I didn't get sick. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been okay. But, you know, I, I have had some where I'll return home on Monday and I won't feel good until the following weekend. Yeah, jury's still out for me. <laughs> you're you're still pending on this one. Problem was, I arrived at the show with a cold, so mm-hmm. you know, uh, I have I don't know. I mean, these things that usually the most the thing I have to get over is the jet lag, and that takes about three right. days or whatever. Yeah, the the funk of like not being at a pen show can last a little bit longer, right? Because you had such a good mm-hmm. time that it's like, oh man, like 
now I'm not with my pen buddies anymore. That can be a little right, bit longer. Right, right. So let's knock out these next two real quick. Uh, both of them from Tiante in the in the Slack room, and she I think she sent them over on Twitter. So the first one it says, Mike, what do your co-hosts on your other podcasts think of your pen pencil addiction? I want to know the answer to this one. It varies wildly. Um, mm-hmm. It tends to start out, or has tended to start out, where people are like, "Huh, really? <laughs> right? Like that's you know, like is is that is that a thing?" And then what t- tends to happen is a couple of things. One, I can give my explanation, which I give to people just in general, which is there is news in every industry. And uh, for a lot of people, they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, Because it's like, how can you have a podcast about pens is the question. And the answer is just there is news in every industry. Every industry has news and there are things happening all the time. So there are product releases happening every single day in the pen community. There's more than enough to talk about, right? And it keeps going on and keeps changing. And then people find, then things happen like the Atlanta pen show and they're like, mm-hmm. well, okay. Right. Like, like for example, Stephen comes and he's like, it's so, it's so interesting to see how people react and treat us when we're there and like people showing up to the live show and stuff like that. So, you know, it tends to change over time, but I think Atlanta, especially in the Kickstarter every year, has solidified to everyone in my life that this thing is actually a real thing, and it's not just me and you talking to nobody. So that's kind right. of right. I it think goes. the f- the first live show, or maybe the first live audience show, turned a big corner. I think on the network, mm-hmm. um, from what I recall, I think it was the first live audience show, not the first live show. Yeah, the first live audience show, I think, was like the first time anyone on the network had done that. Yep, and it was a very nerve wracking um, experience for everyone involved, especially you and Steven being partners in the network. And it went off without a hitch, and and everyone in relay as a whole wanted to know how that went and. You know, I think they they took a lot out of you know seeing that be successful. So uh, yeah, we it, have developed. It's, it's been cool, and Stephen especially has developed from Atlanta a setup that we now use a lot, and we'll be using more in like understanding how to produce a live show because it's really difficult. So and then Atlanta has helped that. Yeah, and then I get uh, asked pen recommendation questions in our Slack pretty frequently. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's become a thing yeah. for sure. Yep, I like that. People, right. th- when whenever somebody wants a pen recommendation, sometimes they ask me first, and I'm like, "Don't ask me, ask Brad." <laughs> <laughs> I'm no good. He just, you just like copy me it on the message. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, right, I'm, so, just like, I'm no good. So you need, Brad can help you. Yeah, Tiante's second question. That one caught me off guard. Well, this is this a really was good hard, question. man. This was hard. This was super hard. So she says, "Your turn for the existential question." Regardless of if you own it or not, what pen represents you and why, and what ink? Wow, that's a tough question. Yeah, I struggled with this, so <laughs> I kind of, I kind of went for something a little bit tongue in cheek, I guess, because I wasn't really sure how to answer. Uh, Sailor Pink Love is going to be my choice mm. for the pen that represents me. Uh, it is a limited edition. There are not a lot of people <laughs> like me in the world, good and bad. Uh, great to have around, you know? Mm, that's a nice, debatable. Nice pen debatable. to have around. Reliable, you know? Okay. Work you are, you you are very time. reliable. You uh, a little sparkly, you know, as you know about True. me. I'm a little sparkly. Uh, and like the pen, it uh, says peculiar and cryptic things, like ink tells more, <laughs> which is one of the... <laughs> It is super weird because <laughs> sometimes uh, you know it's everything seems normal and then something super weird happens, which is like mm-hmm. ink tells more, which is just like me, I guess. Um, and then for the for an ink, I went with Hiroshizuku Fuyugaki because it is reliable. You can it is there when you need it. It's not gonna go wild on you and spill all over the page and like you know it dries quickly like me. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I went for with, with the ink. The ink I actually struggled with more than the pen. maybe so maybe so and like i i had no clue how to answer this and then it just like the i could once i realized what the answer was no other pen like made it into my head i tried to think of other things like when i came up with the answer i tried to force myself into something different but i couldn't which means it's probably the right answer which means it's the pilot custom heritage 912 with the po nib so when you look at this pen it's really plain you know, on the outside, simple and 
you know, kind of clean lines, refined looking, but it's got a party on the inside with the PO nib. So it's like the mullet pin. I, my, my, uh, whole appearance is just like one, one mullet, you know, business in the front party in the back. Uh So, (laughs) you know, a lot of people don't realize that about me, you know, I'm, you know, I actually am kind of shy when I'm not like around like the, the pin people who, where I'm, I go extrovert mode in. Um, so, but then once you get to know me, you know, I'd like to think I'm kind of fun to, to, to be around, you know, the nib is firm and fine, which is, you know, how I like to live my life. You know, I'm firm in my decisions, you know, um, you know, I'm not always right. And I'm willing to change those decisions and I'm good with that. And, uh, I, and I'm, you know, I'm fine. Like I like the finer things like the pins. Right. And the nib is a bit surprising. I like to think I surprise some people sometimes. You're you're dang fine, Brad. (laughs) And for the ink, I kind of went along the same path as the, the nine twelve with the PO nib, the bung box blue black, right? It's a subtle ink at first, but up close, it has a lot of depth and character, and I think that's me. Plus, it comes in a fancy bottle, and I'm kind of a fancy man, so you are. Very I, fancy. I, I think you know. I, I feel pretty good about my answers here, Mike. I think that we both did a great job. That's what I'm going to say on that. Yep. Uh, if you'd like yep. to find our show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 304. Brad is online in a couple of different places. You can go to Twitter where he is at Dowdyism. He's penaddict on Instagram. You can go to penaddict.com for his incredible writing and work and knock.co to buy his wonderful products. Do you have any products left? I do, and okay. we'll have a little email going out this afternoon. Y'all know what it's about. If you were there in Atlanta, we're going to send those out to the rest of the world here mid-afternoon sometime. Uh, you can find me online. I'm at imyke, I-M-Y-K-E, in social areas. Uh, you can find this show and many other shows at Relay.fm. If you want to listen to the Pan Addict, go to Relay.fm slash shows, and you can find something new to listen to. We have many wonderful shows here at Relay FM. Um, I would like to thank one more time Blue Apron and Simple Contacts for their support of this show. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad Dowdy. Goodbye, Brad.